0: Twisting the
1: night away. Yeah. Twisting. Twisting. Max, let's jump into Robert Picardo, or as you may know him in the Interspace, the Cowboy. Mm. He was in Taxi. Yep. He was in the Explorers. He was Giorgio in Back to School. The guy who was having the affair with Thornton Mellon's <laughs> yes, <you> wife. <laughs> he was the garbage man in the burbs. He was Coach Cutlip in the Wonder Years. He was the doctor in Star Trek Voyager.
0: Wait, you missed one, though. what I miss? Uh, Dr. Reed Palmer in Loverboy. Thank you very much. He's so angry. Great call. Yeah.
1: He had two voiceover jobs. Now, he's had more than two, but there's only two that we're going to talk about. One of them was in the movie Total Recall. No Do way. you remember Johnny Cab? Yeah. He was the voice of Johnny Cab. That's
0: incredible.
1: Hello, I'm Johnny Cab. Where can yeah. I take you tonight? Yeah. Uh, kiss me out of here. <laughs> the other one, Max, is L.A. Story. There's a scene in L.A. Story where he's trying to program his new phone. So he's saying, you know, say mom. And he says, Mom, he's trying to program it. The voice of the programming phone is our guy, Mr. Picardo.
0: That's awesome.
1: Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever.
0: Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads. Where we're going, we don't need
1: roads. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com Max Inner Space is about science, magic, love, but getting a mortgage, it's about one thing.
0: Being yeah. small. Sonic loans. Oh.
1: You got to go to Sonic loans. They're going to get you into a brand new mortgage at a rate that is reasonable that you can stomach. It's
0: minuscule. We're
1: not going to inject you into a bunny. We're going to inject you into the mortgage. Charlie and his team are perched and waiting. They're going to make sure. No defects. No defects. No defects. <laughs>
0: Had to do that. Had to it? slap myself.
1: <laughs> Reach out today. Tell Sonic Loans and Charlie and his team that Buzz in the Tower sent you. They're going to take care of you. Make sure you get into the right loan. And that's the best advice I can give you other than...
0: Am I supposed to give you advice? Something. Uh, bird law. Bird
1: law. <laughs> Reach <laughs> out today.
0: NMLS number one nine five five eight five five. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit SonicLoans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information.
1: Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation. Call 248-595-0001. If I was working for the military on a top-secret project and I woke up in the bottom of Jack Putter's bottom, I would want to sue someone. And if you're looking to sue the government, you know who you want to go to? Bolton Legal Group. Yeah. Ian and his team, aside from being experts at bird law, real estate law, aggravated bunny homicide law Bolton law group is going to be the absolute a plus decision okay usa to get you in and out of any trouble i guess not in trouble more out of trouble
0: is it Bolton law group or Bolton legal group it's
1: Bolton legal group (laughs) but i don't even
0: know if that's what you just said but between the two of us yeah whatever they're they're
1: there they're they're here they're gonna help you (laughs) reach out to them today tell them the buzz in the tower sent you make sure that you ask for the jack putter special and uh ian and his team will know that they'll
0: inject dennis quaid right into your tush
1: Today's episode, Innerspace. When Steven Spielberg started Amblin Entertainment, he handpicked Joe Dante as one of the first directors he wanted to work with. Together, Spielberg and Dante had a hat-trick of collaborations. Twilight Zone, Gremlins, and of course, Innerspace. Sci-fi comedy is never an easy endeavor, but with the help of Martin Short and Dennis Quaid, Joe Dante delivered a classic 80s flick. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we'll get a hold of both microchips and spend some time talking about Innerspace. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the jack putter to my Tuck Pendleton, Max Sanders. And with that, how's that feel? Feels good. Then do it again. The Tuck Pendleton Machine. Zero defects. (laughs)
0: You're very Tuck Pendleton.
1: I'm very Tuck Pendleton. Max!
0: Hello! We're talking interspace. Yeah. Giddy up, my friend. I never saw this movie before our uh, pod started. You never saw any
1: movies before the pod started. This
0: one blew my doors off. This is number two in shock factor of how much I enjoyed it uh, next to Vision Quest. You love Vision Quest. I've been begging for Vision Quest. We may
1: have to do it. Yes!
0: So do you know the reason that we're doing this episode today? (laughs) Because I'm Martin Short?
1: No. We're doing this episode because... There's this guy that I went to high school with who listens to the podcast. Yeah. Who like I don't particularly like him very much, and he, and he he's aware of this. He'll laugh that I'm saying oh, he, I'm not even going to give him the honor of saying his name because I feel like that gives him too much. Super unlikable guy, right? But like he'll text me every once in a while, and every time he texts me, I'll be like, "Who is this?" Even though I know who it is. I I, I don't bully him. He's the bully. I want to make that sure. very clear. Yeah. I know it sounds like yeah. I'm the bully. So he's texting back and forth. He's like, "Oh, you should totally do an episode on interspace and have me on the show." And I was like, "No." So I'm doing the episode and not having him yeah, on the show. Yeah, why do we have a spotlight for him? No. Oh. I will never have him on the show. He's, an unlikable, he's an unlikable troll. I'll introduce you to him one day. He's a horrible, horrible person. Your friends
0: all scare me. No,
1: this one's he's not my friend. He's like a distant, distant friend. Very like,
0: very unlikable. I like Sean. <laughs> Sean's great. Remember when me and him got so drunk at a football game that we had to leave in the first quarter? Yep.
1: You guys made it through literally a quarter <laughs> of football. It's amazing.
0: Uh Max.
1: Yep. Good to have you here, buddy. Hi. Last week's episode on twins was exciting. It was. It was uh, really fun. And on other exciting news, I have a story to tell you before I get into my normal spiel. Okay. So I went into Starbucks and ran into a. Gross, buddy, Duncan I, forever. I know, sorry. I ran into a buddy of mine from high school. So we're chatting it up and we bring up the podcast and I mentioned Buzz in the Tower and I leave. I go out into the parking lot. Two guys walk out at the same time. And the one guy says, Hey, I overheard you talking about Buzz in the Tower. Like, is that your podcast? I'm like, Yeah. He goes, My buddy and I listen to your podcast all the time. No I was like, way. Shut. That's so your... cool. It gets like, better. Yeah. It gets better. So, like, I'm overwhelmed. My face turns red. I actually like ran out of things to say. I was so overwhelmed. The dude asked for my autograph, Max. Oh, my God. And, I, and, and like, shame on me if he's listening. Yeah. Reach out to the show through our info page. Let's get or some pins and stuff. Account. Pins. Yeah. Send him a car. Yeah. He has like my first autograph. <laughs> I've never signed an autograph before.
0: Really? That, that, what, have you signed an autograph? No. No. <laughs> Why would you think I'd sign an autograph? I don't know. Like you save a cat from a tree, someone's and like the cats
1: like sign an autograph. Yeah, <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> Jesus, I love you're so reductive of my of my fire career. Every single example, like, yeah, cat like the way that you view the world is
0: that every ten feet there's a tree with a cat in. Well, it. Well, I just watched *Suburban Commando*, and a big theme of that is cats and trees. It's so true. That movie was really bad. It's so bad. Like talk about twins, like the like sliding doors of that. Arnold and Devito could not save *Suburban that's, remember, Commando*. Remember that's why I told you're you You're right. You're, sweet, you're I was
1: right. Like, there's no way they. Could, it was so say, corny. You could literally go with like Marlon Brando <laughs> and Al Pacino. It's not going to fix that movie. I'd watch that.
0: Ha! It's <laughs> 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 a really bad Brando. It's up. a terrible Brando. Yeah. Not
1: one of my better imitations. Max, if you're new to the show, which you and I are not, and nope. apparently neither is anyone in the world because I ran into fans. But if you're new to the show, if you haven't done so, please head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever player you're listening on. And follow us, subscribe, and leave a five star review and some kind words. I could use the kind words. We had another one of our TikToks go viral, and there were a couple trolls in there uh, that
0: made out some... of like a thousand. Everyone was so positive. It was a Chippendale, uh, real genius connection. I, I, like...
1: I am not emotionally equipped to deal with trolls, you know? Yeah. So... But
0: it just shows everyone loves real genius
1: and Chippendale. And
0: that's Rescue true. Rescue Ranger. Yeah.
1: So anyways, follow, subscribe, leave a review. If you're looking for more content, head on over to any social media platform. We're on all of them, especially TikTok, because the People's Republic of China is probably going <laughs> to cause that to go away pretty soon.
0: Well, no, um, our stupid Congress is going to do
1: Easy that. politics, easy.
0: Well, they just looked stupid. They
1: always do. You can find us at Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, the Tower. If you're looking to up your game, if you really want to make a dent, if you want to show us your love, we got expenses. Like in the studio right now, we have a freaking sound engineer like that's how we're building we're a studio too yeah he's we're, we're doing a lot of dumb and dumber iou notes yeah. right now with him but this is good as cash. there's gonna
0: be a video soon
1: well that's we gotta get you ready for the video we gotta get that look off your face when you're not
0: talking i think people find that endearing though no, they were worried that you had a stroke you talk most of the time anyways it remember. that's gonna have to
1: change i need you to step up your game
0: you really want me talking more? Yeah,
1: why not? Okay. You know, last week I had a lot of complaints about not being mean to you, so this week I'm going to be nice to Extra you again. Mean? No. no. I'm going to be super nice to you, but I'm going to just feather in just a little bit, just
0: did, a, just. A touch. Did Sean respond to you? no yeah no Maybe uh, we should message him but paul
1: did paul yeah. did not like how nice i was
0: do you last see week it's weird all. it's super weird yeah but i'm gonna do it again we'll it's see. being mean by being too nice patreon
1: patreon.com slash buzz in the tower that's the point that i was trying yep. to make it is a great way for you to support the show and help put food on the plate of our sound engineer bradley say hi to the fans just scream real loud hey, there you done? go look at that <laughs> That's our guy. By the
0: way, Jen Bueller said we needed to do a new Zoom. I saw uh, the Zoom. Oh, she's right. Yeah. I'm
1: the worst. Bueller.
0: They asked for my uh, movie rec yesterday. They asked for Fletcher Parenthood, and Ooh, they're a family. What did you I'm, give them? Parenthood. Yeah. Parenthood. Yeah. For sure. Yeah.
1: Fletcher's good, though. But it God is. that is the way to go. Yeah. But they're a family.
0: Yeah. I so, love it. Yeah. There you go. Good. Take, they're in the hood. Take, take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Keanu movie. And <laughs> you saw the new John Wick, right? I did. What was the connection? You said, you said oh, to stop yeah. talking so, about Okay.
1: It. So last night, I saw the new John Wick in IMAX? No, oh. um, and it was great. Yeah, I, if you like the John Wick movies, you should go see them. It's great. What's your ranking? It's the best of all of them for sure. Okay, I go two. Uh, the first one's really good. I go, no, I go
0: two, one, three right now. This
1: is probably remember when we did the Rocky uh, anthology. Yeah, I go four, three. You had, no, your original one was insane. You had five in the mix, and it wasn't the last one. <laughs> you went like four, five, and I was like, whoa, no, I didn't. You did something insane. I'm gonna check yeah. the record on that. Okay. You did something insane. So my connection with John Wick. I love action films. Yeah. And, and You know this. And in the 80s, I would tolerate absurdity like it was no one's business. I could watch an action film. I can watch The Running Man. I can watch Terminator. I can watch Commando. Terminator's realistic. I can watch First Blood, any yeah. of these action films. And some of them have deeper stories than others. I can live with it, right? John Wick 4 is a video game. It's a three hour video game with, I don't even know, maybe like 20 words are spoken in the entire movie. That's how I
0: want my action movie.
1: I, it's too much for me. I loved watching oh it. Oh my God, if, you're getting old. No, no, listen, visually, get your testosterone levels checked. Visually, it was like Kill Bill. It was like, that sounds awesome. it was, I'm, t- I'm telling you it was yeah. stunning, but I just, I mean, <laughs> and also I guess maybe I'm okay with it because I think Keanu is leaning in a little bit to the, I am an FBI agent. Like he's allowing himself to be a parody because like his That's the whole point of the John Wick movies. I know, Max. This one is the most like of that. That's it, what I want from it. All right, Max. That's done. I'm weird. upset with you. We're here to talk about Interspace. Don't criticize. I'll, criticize, a I'll movie. do what I want. I will do what I want. Okay. Uh, Max, today we're going to talk about Interspace. This is one of those sneaky movies that is an absolute favorite of mine. People either know what it is or don't know what it is. It that's wasn't it how wasn't, learning I, about I, stuff uh, is. I ghost, guess that's yeah. good poll good call. <laughs> it wasn't a widely popular movie, and there's a lot of reasons behind that. So, as always, we will start where all beginnings start, which is me bringing the up the IMDb page and reading the plot <laughs> summary of the movie. They do a really good job. Well, I didn't used to do this. I used to actually give you my plot summary, and then we'd be forty minutes into the episode, and you're like, "You got to stop, just." reliving the entire movie why is cocktail your screen saver <laughs> it's because that's none of your business all right here we go 1987 inner space imdb either has like a rich paragraph or they have this
0: i like the sentence better
1: a test pilot is miniaturized in a secret experiment and accidentally injected into a hapless store clerk yeah what more do you want You didn't let me say but i added
0: but yeah you did i Jesus. have it i have it in front of me too that's why it surprised oh, me oh look at you
1: and your computer yeah. and technology Maybe there's a better... Oh, here we go. This is the longer one. Don't do this. Tuck Pendleton is a cocky pilot who's taken part in a miniaturization experiment when some bad guys break into the lab and steal the technology... One of the scientists takes a syringe, which contains the miniaturized tuck and vessel. Now in the vessel is part of the material needed to restore him. But the other part that was in the lab is stolen. I can't read this whole thing. There'll no, be, don't.
2: Yeah.
0: It's an adventure movie. It is an adventure movie. And it's comedy. And it's so fun. By the way, my biggest takeaway from this movie was Howard Deutsch is the coolest dude on the face of the earth because he stole Leah Thompson while she was dating, dating Dennis, Dennis Quaid, Quaid Yeah, in this movie time. You're right. And Dennis he's Quaid. Handsome. He's handsome. Oh, oh, he's, he's cocky. Handsome, yeah, He's a drunk. <laughs> I mean, is is it your, your dream man? So I mean, he's got some Randy Quaid in him too. That's a. I, I want to throw this. Randy Quaid's my dream man. You, you are Randy Quaid.
1: <laughs> the Randy Quaid to my Dennis Quaid, Max Sanders. So the jawline, yeah, he kind of is. I'm going to throw something your he's way. He's so handsome. Let me ask you. He's something. an alpha. I want you to think about this for okay. a second. All right. Yep. Are Randy Quaid and Kurt Russell interchangeable?
0: Randy, you mean Dennis Quaid? Thank you, Max. Yeah. Are Dennis? No, no, not Randy. <laughs> Sorry, I
1: was thinking Randy. Are Dennis Quaid and Kurt Russell interchangeable? Uh, just in the '80s. Think about the movies they were in. Could you swap them in every role and be okay
0: with it? Can Dennis Quaid be Snake Plissken? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, yeah. Has he ever been the guy who's been like gruff, rough and tumble? I don't give an F kind of guy. There's he's usually a, there's, a hero. A, there's
1: a little bit of it in space. Yeah.
0: And But he's the good guy. He's the charmer.
1: He is the charmer, but he's also a little bit of a prick and he gets drunk and you yeah. can see pieces of it. Little pieces I'm not I'm not saying it's clean.
0: Like I, I think I think it's a good Comparison, I'm not sure if he can play Snake Plissken. That's hard. Everything else, overboard, he'd be great. Just showing you his nipples while making uh, wooden things on a yacht.
1: I I immediately regret asking you this question. You always find a way to bring the word nipples into all
0: of our episodes. Nipples.
1: The reason I thought of this is because when I look at the role of Tuck Pendleton in Inner Space, do you know who it feels like to
0: me? The best of times quarterback? Jack Burton. Oh yeah, that's true.
1: It's, there's so much Jack Burton because he's having big trouble in Little yeah. China. Yeah, he's just having Take a good time. Take a real time.
0: man to to party when everything's going. He's great. got these sayings <laughs> and these
1: like mannerisms that are absurd, right? Like the whiskey bottle in his throat. I mean, the, yeah. ba- the bacteria alone.
0: And he has a what's it called? He has a Japanese mantra. He says to uh, Jack Butter. It num, works.
1: Num, no reach. It's, uh, Buddha, I have sorry. it later. Yeah, yeah. I got it later imp- too.
0: We're going to butcher it. I know.
1: That's all right. We butcher everything. Yeah. I, as, as all of our fans, I'm sorry, as a small percentage of our fans like to come and tell me. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I can't pronounce it. I said Marcia because M A R C I A to me is Marcia, not Marsha. I hate people so much. It's okay. It's, it's not my, okay. <laughs> Let's get back
0: to interspace. Not your fault.
1: It's my fault. It's not your fault. Not you, it's man. It's not your fault. <laughs> not you, man. No, you're giving me the Goodwill Hunting yeah. right I've
0: done both parts. They interviewed together Ben Affleck and Matt Damon were on the rewatchables or uh Bill Simmons podcast. Ben Affleck, there's something something wrong with him.
1: Yeah, he's kind of like a meathead. No, I don't no. know if there's something wrong with him, but like, I no, no. mean like right now today?
0: Just the, like his brain is clicked in this fast way, like he's like he's kind of stuck on fast mode.
1: There's a there's a made for TV movie. It was one of the first things I think he was ever in mm. where he played a football player that started taking steroids. Really? I mean, have You ever seen no. this? No you got to find it. Yeah. It was on HBO maybe 100 years. I saw it, I think, when it first came out. It's so absurd. takes the steroids so you can be the football player. Then he like roughs up his girlfriend, has a roid rage. I feel like of all the roles he's ever been in, it's the closest to who he is.
2: <laughs> Jesus.
0: I know. Probably not that kind. All right, interspace. Inner Space. Inner Space. Directed by Joe Dante. Oh, whoa, whoa. We don't start there. Okay. 1987. We, we, we
1: don't talk about Bruno. No, yeah. no. By the way,
0: 1987, it was released July 1st, 1987. Was this in theaters during Predator, RoboCop, Full Metal Jacket, Lost Boys?
1: I just know that this movie came out the same day. It was Independence Weekend, Independence Day weekend. Yeah. And it came out the same day as Adventures in Babysitting.
0: That's cool. Which is
1: in large part why it did not do well. Let's start at the most important point. This movie tanked. And I, I, there's a lot of reasons why people believed it tanked. You got Spielberg and Dante. I think so. This is what Joe well, it
0: cost 27 million. This Joe's. is what this is
1: what Joe Dante thinks. OK, it had one of the best previews ever in test screenings. And because of that, the studio execs were like high fiving each other and they're just ready to cash it in. And they figured well, we don't even need to market this.
0: Movie. Oh, there it we
1: is. don't need this is Spielberg. This no. is Dante. We're ready to rock and roll. And th- there are a couple errors that were made. Joe Dante specifically speaks to them. One is he hated the name InterSpace. The movies he'd done previous to this, right? A movie about killer fish, piranha. Yeah. You know, a movie about monsters that eat past midnight, gremlins. Like, it was real, like, explicit, explained, All his movies, The Burbs, Small small Soldiers. You got it. Yeah, Looney Tunes. And then Inner Space. Yeah. What's Inner Space? Nobody knew what it was. Second, the movie poster was, like, a thumb, and, like, zoomed in on the thumb with some kind of capsule in, like, a drop of water. Nobody knew what that was. No. It did a terrible job of explaining. And at the time, too, Martin Short and Dennis Quaid were rising stars. You know, Martin Short had come off of Three, three Amigos. amigos. Yeah. yeah. The Three Amigos. Blathera? How about I do the song? I do know the words, too. No, don't. My me. little buttercup you too. has the sweetest. A smile, A smile. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet. Please, little buttercup. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. No, sorry, no. sorry.
0: You and
1: I will settle
0: down. And Dennis Quaid, he had Enemy Mind. A folly,
1: folly, folly. Look up here. Look up here. Whoa, 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 whoa. We need to do a Three Amigos episode before we do anything else. In fact, I'm putting my foot down. Next week, Three Migos. Haven't we done
0: Three Amigos? Did we? Please.
1: Check it. Look it out. Check it out. Take a look. Take a peek.
0: Oh, Not right now.
1: Come okay. on. Do it later. Okay. All right. Sorry.
0: Two Martin Short movies in a row? Yeah.
1: That's, I love Martin Short. All right, Max. What were you going to say about uh, Enemy Mine?
0: Well, Den- <laughs> thanks for belittling my contribution. But uh, Dennis Quaid... <laughs> By this point, The Right Stuff, he was awesome. And Enemy Mine, which is a weird movie, he was in.
1: Um, the Right Stuff is what many would consider to be his, like, launch point. It got great reviews. People loved him in it.
0: Yeah, he's meant to be a pilot. Yeah, three pilot movies. Four. Four? Enemy Mine, This, The Right Stuff, and... God, there's one more. He
1: was the pilot in the um, in the hot air balloon thing, uh, Imagination Land. Imagination.
0: In South Park? G- In South Park?
1: Ima- I'm just kidding. I just happened to watch that the other day. <laughs> he was the mayor of imagination. Was like, he really? No, he wasn't. Oh. Not at all. I just gave you a max and you gave me a mo. Was he really?
0: Oh, Flight of the Phoenix. Yes, the old Phoenix. Uh, okay. Max. By the way, we said it flopped. It only made $25.9 million. That's a flop. Yeah, no, no, but we didn't say how much. Oh, okay. Well, now told so it, it lost money.
1: So interesting story about, before we get into facts about the movie, I want to go back a second for the relationship between Spielberg and Joe Dante.
0: We talked a little bit about
1: Piranha. Jaws comes out in 75, and I think Jaws 2 came out in 78, 79. Sounds right, yep. Spielberg, obviously, with Jaws, that's it. Once Jaws came out, Spielberg, it was his coming out party. Yeah. Yeah. So Jaws comes out, Spielberg has this movie... And there's a couple of guys whose names are completely escaping me. But essentially, they're like, hey, let's capitalize their producers. They're like, let's capitalize on this Jaws fever. I got a fever. And they're like, yo, more Jaws. So much like we see with a lot of films, when a genre grabs the attention of the viewer, other studios want to capitalize on that. So they're like, all right, we want to make the cheapest ripoff of Jaws possible. So uh, how do we do that? And they get Dante and they do Piranha. Yeah while they're shooting piranha universal studios gets word of what they're doing they didn't care so much as it pertained to jaws but they were in production of jaws 2 so they get their attorneys together and they try to halt this thing spielberg mind you wanted nothing to do with jaws 2 because jaws the first jaws was a nightmare with the shark you know all the stories about that bruce the shark yeah how hard it was to shoot
0: that's why the movie ended up being so great because they didn't show the shark to the very end bingo
1: um so Spielberg was not tied to Jaws 2. So Spielberg goes to see a screening of Piranha, loves it, goes to Universal and says, guys, this is like not a ripoff. It's more of like a parody and an homage and, you know, cut some slack to this guy. He's doing fine. Spielberg is who got Universal to back off of Piranha. And then after this, Spielberg sets out and creates Amblin and Joe Dante is one of the first directors. That oh, that's really cool. I thought it was kind of cool yeah. where their relationship started. I love
0: Joe Dante. Yeah. He's, Small he's Soldiers was like one of the coolest I like movies. Small Soldiers. It's yeah. one of the coolest movies I've ever seen. Absolutely. Tommy Lee Jones and the uh, Gorgonites.
1: So initially Joe Dante didn't want to do interspace. One of the things that really got him was family friendly sci-fi comedy.
0: Yeah. But it had Joe Dante's,
1: like, manic style to it.
0: So John Carpenter was attached to this before Can him. you imagine what movie
1: that would have been? <laughs> that would have been awesome. Oh, it would have been
0: dark. Yeah. Very,
1: very dark. It would have gone, like, the thing. It would have been, like, the thing, except with, you know, rockets and ships. Speaking of which, you notice that the similarities between the ship and the explorers and the ship in interspace? Yep. Because they're virtually the same. Yeah. That's well, wild.
0: Joe Dante did, did the explorers. Yeah, I know. I'll tell you why
1: I kind of feel bad for Joe Dante. So he has this situation where this movie flops-ish. You know, opens the same day as Adventures in Babysitting. Explorers didn't do that great either. And you know why it didn't do that well? Because the day it opened was Live Aid.
0: Oh, my (laughs) God. It opened the
1: same day as Live Aid. And we forgot he did the burbs. Yeah. I I didn't forget. Okay. I forgot. He just didn't do it with Spielberg. I was just talking about the combos they do with Spielberg. Got it. You
0: better calm yourself down right now. No.
1: So the original uh, writer was Chip Prozer. 19- he seems like
0: a producer. He didn't really write He was anything. more of a producer, yeah. so he
1: had the idea for this. But it was really uh, Jeffrey Boehm who did it a year later. Who rules. He does quite a bit of stuff. We'll get to him in a minute, but okay. he does quite a bit of stuff. The casting, to me, was the most important part of this movie. I know that's the case with most movies, but you had to find two people that could carry the movie interacting with only themselves. Because really, outside of the very beginning of the movie and the very end of the movie, Martin Short and Dennis Quaid are solo interacting when they're talking to each other on different sets. Yep. I mean, you have the Lydia interaction with Meg Ryan, but other than that, it's just the two of them. But he's still kind of just
0: inner, inner monologue, basically. Yeah, yeah, for for sure. Because he's in his eye and his ears.
1: We talked about Martin Short's hot off of The Three Amigos, uh, which he did with John Landis, and he was on Saturday Night Live from, what is it, 83 to 84?
0: Yeah, and SCTV. Yeah,
1: yeah but I mean, he wasn't as widely yeah.
0: known for that, obviously. So I have an equivalent for him. He feels like he's Mike Myers. Do you know what I mean? Like he's always a character. He's always kind of in the comedy realm. It seems like he can't ever escape being a certain guy.
1: He's more of Rick Moranis to me than Mike Myers.
0: I think Rick Moranis has more soul.
1: Mike Myers, did you see uh Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah.
0: So he's pretty good in that. Yeah. yeah. So
1: like Mike, Mike Myers, I've seen him act like in serious roles. So have you I seen have-
0: Jimmy Glick? <laughs> I love Jimmy Click. <laughs> you would love Jimmy Click. That's such a Max thing to love
1: Jimmy Click. All the blood cells that were outside of the pod were yeah. made out of Jello. Oh, we're doing facts now. Yeah, I, th- I thought we were doing facts.
0: Okay, what would what you think we were doing? Well, you said Martin Short. You started going like his career. So no, I didn't do anything. I got mean, confused. All right. Without this movie, uh, the boys wouldn't have been the show it is today. And why is that? Because Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan met on the set, and they got married. They had a kid. Their son is Jack Quaid, That's who right. was Huey and the boys. That's right. Yeah,
1: I totally forgot.
0: He looks just like a he looks like both of them. Yeah, He's just a carbon copy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a handsome couple those two are. Oh my
1: gosh. They're they, beautiful. They're chemi- I mean they so they met and fell in love on this movie, which is obvious. I feel like their relationship was like Their chemistry is incredible. Do
0: you think they were actually like this? Actually, I hope so. But uh they got divorced because Meg Ryan had an affair. I
1: I saw that as well. Who's the guy? Like, I
0: don't know. How good would you feel if you were the person that Meg Ryan left someone Dennis Quaid for? They're terrible. I feel great. I that's
1: horrible. Well, that's thing where say. we that's where we're different next. Yeah. <laughs> that's where one of us has a uh, soul and the other doesn't,
0: but that's all right. So this was the second selfie ever in movie history.
1: So it's been argued that it's the first and it may
0: in fact be the third. Third? Yeah. So okay.
1: so the original argument, many people think that Thelma and Louise in ninety one had the first selfie.
0: Yeah, that's 91. That's not
1: so that wasn't it. No. So Tuck Pendleton, right before he shrunk, he does the the Polaroid picture of himself.
0: Yep. With the gal.
1: With yeah. But then I think the number one is Clark Griswold. The yep, National Lampoon. It's the second one. You said so that. no, you're right. You're the second. I, okay. meant, I meant the third would have been uh, Thelma and Louise. I'm yeah, but spoke. that's much later. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. why I said the third would be Thelma and Louise. Got it. So I think he's responsible for the second selfie ever taken on film. Yeah. Sure. It's pretty cool. I'll take it. Yeah. I like it. So this is cool. I love Disney, but I grew up Warner Brothers. I was like Bugs Bunny guy over uh, Mickey Mouse guy. And Mel Blanc, who is the voice of so many of those characters. What is the name of The Scream? You know, we've done episodes. Yeah! Yeah, it's got a, it's got like a name. Yeah, it's like the
0: Harrison scream or So it's
1: in a ton of different movies. So yeah. what? I, I don't. Broken Arrow is the one I always. Yeah. Remember. So I, Joe Dante must have like an affinity for Bugs Bunny and Mel Blanc because you see at the beginning he's going into a bunny. She's got the Bugs Bunny toy. He also later in his career was involved with something having to do with the Looney Tunes. I don't. know. It wasn't Space Jam, but anyways, when Jack Putter is getting drunk, he goes to the mirror so Tuck Pendleton can see the you know see his face. He's never seen him you'll hear a hiccup as he's walking in the mirror. That is a Mel Blanc hiccup that you can hear in almost any Warner Brothers cartoon where any of the cartoon characters get drunk. Yeah. Because back then they didn't care if cartoon characters got drunk, so they'd have it all the time.
0: Yeah, and it seems like they definitely put that in for a reason because it's not like Martin Short couldn't fake a hiccup. Right. Yeah. Well,
1: it's a great sounding hiccup. It is. For a little bit of a tip of the hat. William Shallert, who played Jack's doctor when he was going to the doctor's office, said, I'm possessed.
0: Yeah. He's a great doctor. That's the kind of doctor I want. Well,
1: do you know they they put him in this movie as a tip of the hat to his original role as the doctor in the incredible shrinking man in nineteen fifty
0: seven. Oh, that's cool. I thought that was
1: kind of cool. As well,
0: it's like the original uh, cure for this was flaying someone's skin off, but I'm not sure what it is nowadays. He's <laughs> just a cool guy. He's
1: a very chill. And he's God. like,
0: he's like, lady, you're putting my kids through college. <laughs> he just loved he's just love chat. You're my best customer.
1: <laughs> You've made my entire practice. Yeah.
0: So apparently this is a super rare VHS widescreen release. That's like one of the most valuable VHSs. That's... Uh,
1: you were gonna bring this up, but when they were about to when he was psyching himself up to jump out of the back of the ice truck, yeah, he chants Nam nyaho renkinyo
0: <laughs> yeah, three is.
1: times. It's the mantra chanted by the adherents of Japanese Nichiren Buddhism.
0: Yeah, that's cool. All right, there you yeah. go. That's thought it was good. I mean, Tuck's a kind of uh, he's a chill dude. He's got good philosophies.
1: So I'm gonna talk about a character, even though I know we're doing facts right now because I think this is absolutely wild. So there's this guy named Luca Berkovici. Berkvici, it's a Berkvici. Cocaine (laughs) Berkvici.
0: You see, they're making Meth Gator now. No,
1: that's amazing, (laughs) though.
0: (laughs) Jesus, are they really? Yeah, it's like it's already out on Sci-Fi Network. Makes
1: perfect sense. That's like after uh, Sharknado. Yeah, it was just exploded with all these absurd follow-ups. Hippo Hurricane. Yeah, the old Hippo Hurricane. So Luca Berkvici was originally playing Mr. Ego. Yep. They shot the entire movie with him playing Mr. Ego. They watched it, and they were like, there's no way. There's nothing intimidating about this guy. I guess he's only 5'11", which made him the same height as Martin Steve Short. Martin. Steve Martin. <laughs> I think it was nope. Steve Martin. Nope, not Steve Martin. It wasn't Martin Short. Yep. There you yeah. go. Good, thank you. The jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Short. So they pull him, and they bring in Vernon Wells. Oh, my God. I am so torn on Vernon Wells because- What do you mean? I, simply put, Max, the only part of Commando I don't like is Vernon Wells.
0: Johnny, what do you mean? That's what makes it iconic. I, maybe if you didn't have the that, fat ma- maybe if, if you just didn't have
1: that, if you didn't have that mesh shirt on.
0: That's, it, that's why it's iconic. No, dude. We it's, would not talk about Commando in the same way without Vernon Wells. But can you
1: imagine if they had gotten like a really good villain and not like- a, That's um, the best. No, that's the best part. Fine. I can't fight you on this. So yeah. many people disagree with me on this, but it just, he doesn't do it for me. <laughs> he's great in uh, Mad Max yeah. and he's great in Weird, Weird Science. Science. yeah.
0: Do you know, he's still acting a ton. He was in 20, I counted, he's in 22 movies oh, yeah. in 2022. Dude, he's
1: on the, he's on the Comic-Con circuit. He, yeah. He does interviews. That's why I almost feel bad saying this because God help us if we ever got him on the show. I'd take him in a second, but he'd go back. Or, 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 mate, he didn't like me.
0: Put another shrimp on the barbie, hey? I love his butt cheekless uh, leather thing. Yeah, buttless chaps. Yeah, there it is.
1: Butt cheekless chaps. That's all right. Yeah. Same thing. So <laughs>
0: He's got no butt.
1: They bring him in. They reshoot the entire thing. The man has not one speaking line in the entire movie. He except screams. when he yells. He yeah. screams. And that's his scream. Yeah. Because you can, in uh, Weird Science, it's the same screen. Scream!
0: Did you look it up?
1: No, but you can tell. Oh, okay, I just listened to it. Yeah, I use my ears, my two big ears.
0: So I love this in the doctor's waiting room remember when he's like starting to go crazy, he's starting to hear tuck. Yeah, the guy he's talking to, he's like, "Are you talking to me?" No. Do you know who that is? No. That's SCTV alum Joe Flattery. Does that the guy look familiar to you at all? God, that sounds familiar. Why? Did... You will miss this putt. Oh my god! It's Happy Gilmore. That's it's the amazing. jeering fan. Want to go to? Want to go to uh, Sizzler? <laughs> Like, you well, will miss this, but... I had to say it. I hate that guy so, uh, so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Volkswagen! So, a couple of the other people that were up for the role of Jack Putter. Yep. One of them is crazy. One makes perfect sense. Mel Gibson and Robin Williams.
0: Yep, Robin Williams makes perfect sense. Mel Gibson... Well,
1: now knowing what we know about Mel Gibson, <laughs> maybe I could see it. You it know? doesn't
0: make any sense. Oh, uh, You know who could do it. Well, uh, uh, no, actually... No, he's actually done this, kind of. What women want? Hearing something that's not there. And he's hilarious. But he never. he never... He's not soft like he like. I know, but he's hearing stuff. He's like, it's, it's close. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, guess, I yeah, guess. Yeah. So I love Mel. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, Michael Keaton would be great, right?
0: He would be really good. Like, cause
1: he's, he he can do like falling apart nuts. You great. need someone
0: nerdier though. Like Rick Moranis was looking for this role. But
1: know. that's another one. I said you know, were talking about Dennis Quaid and Kurt Russell being interchangeable. Yeah. Moranis. Moranis and Mike Michael Short, Stephen Short, Martin, Martin, Martin Short, whatever. God, why can I? My brain today, dude. I'm telling you. What's
0: wrong with you? I don't Stop know. Stop drinking tiny I, cokes. Sorry. Is. <laughs>
1: Cokes. Hold me close, a tiny Coke. He's got like
0: one of these seven-ounce Cokes. A
1: little tiny guy.
0: Those things little are terrible. Coke. I've been drinking Frank Soda sip. in just a little sip. 10 years. Oh, man.
1: you're so much better than me.
0: I am. I lost five pounds this week. That's great. Yeah.
1: Just sweat it out. Do you have a panic attack and just sweat it out?
0: <laughs> I stopped eating after 8 p.m. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you.
1: Speaking of cameos, Rance Howard, the father of director Ron Howard, makes a cameo His in the supermarket. Rance? Yeah, I think it's Rance. If <laughs> it's well, not, I'm sure everybody will tell me. Uh, he's in the supermarket checkout line.
0: Yeah. Suck, that is really it's cool. Kind of neat.
1: Kind of neat, huh? Yeah.
0: You like that? By the way, I didn't realize in the movie Lydia has an ultrasound picture taped over Tuck's picture yep. fifty-five minutes in, so you know that he, she has a baby. Do you
1: think? Do you think she knows she's pregnant when she walks out on him and goes to the cab because, like, she. She says something to the effect of, like, it's just different now. And I kind of feel like oh, yeah. maybe she, like, knew, like, I can't raise this kid with this alcoholic, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, he broke his toe, not his heart. Or yeah, his yeah. Heart, not heart, not his toe. toe. Come on, yeah. Max. Remember exactly. that.
1: Fantastic Voyage, 1966. I know you've never seen it, but it inspired this movie. And the term inner space is from that movie. Yep. It's used twice. The drink me, eat me uh, statement uh, at the very end when it comes up on the computer. Yep. So the joke that he makes is, uh, oh, yeah, yes, from The Exorcist. That's not just him messing up. It's also a tip of the hat to, I can't even repeat what she says. Remember when she's your like, mother, your blah, blah, blah. mother
0: is something or other in hell. Your mother eats spaghetti yes, in your basement. Delicious spaghetti. <laughs>
1: uh, the, <laughs> the face changing. From Jack Putter to the Cowboy. That freaked me out. Animatronics, which is great. Yeah, it's uh, Rick Bortan yeah. who did the thing. Yep. The Obviously, the signature move of any 80s movie, the personalized license plate that says snap-on yeah. for Mr. Ego. Uh, Max. That's, yeah, that's because okay. of his hand. Yeah,
0: yeah. thanks. So. I appreciate
1: this. <laughs> do <So good laughs> I know. Thanks for clarifying yeah. that. All right, Max. I got to do this in one breath. Are you ready? Okay. Here are all the women who are up for the role Oh, my God. It's everybody. Yeah. You ready? Yep. Jodie Foster, Michelle Pfeiffer, Karen Allen, Beverly D'Angelo, Sigourney Weaver, Jamie Lee Curtis, Mary Elizabeth, Master Antonio, Linda Hamilton, Renee Russo, Julia Roberts, Elizabeth Shue, Claudia Wells, Angelica Houston, Amy Magden, Sean Young, Ali Sheedy, Molly Wolf Ringwald, beating. Demi Moore, <laughs> Madeline
0: Stowe, and that's it. I think they picked right. Meg Ryan's perfect. Did you not hear me slip uh, a shoe into there? Yeah, I know. Elizabeth Shue could do anything. Wait, was she actually up for it? Yeah, she was in okay. my list. Yeah, yeah. I, I did it quickly. Yeah.
1: Max, uh, any other facts before we go into characters and directors yeah. and careers?
0: Uh, Dr. Ozzy refers to Bugs the Rabbit as a rodent, but rabbits are actually lagomorphs. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Isn't that strong? Anything else you got, Max? Uh, when Ozzy is being chased on the bicycle, he passes the same yellow Volvo twice. <laughs> <laughs> Billy likes soda. So my my my. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I have the best fact actually. This is really funny. So that wasn't the best fact. You no, be this one's incredible. All right. If this movie were scientifically possible, <laughs> of course. no, then Jack Putter would have an extremely uncomfortable time having Tuck inside his body. A miniature Tuck would fit, but have the same mass, quote unquote, same number of molecules as a full size truck. Therefore, since Earth Earth's gravity remains constant, Tuck would weigh the same as before.
1: Thanks for clearing it up, Max. So he'd have like a truck. Uh, in great him. work as always. Oh, he's Tuck. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. We're yeah. good. That's all right. Yeah. A tuck would have a truck, which is a Tuck. Pendleton. Max, <laughs> before we go on to anything further, why don't we take a quick break for some words from our sponsors? Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at WeArdobe.com. Lots of apartments, no real houses in inner space. But I feel like after they get married, they're going to settle down. They've got a kid on the way. Yeah. And what do you need when you got the baby and you got the wife? You need the house. Dolby Real Estate would be the perfect group to come and help them. In San Francisco, is that where this is? Yeah, it's expensive. If you're looking for a home or if you're looking to sell your home, spring is right around the corner. So that is when the market just explodes. And you got to have the absolute right people in your corner. Dolby Real Estate's the start and stop point for that. Simon and his team of absolute wizards. Everybody from marketing to legal to the agents, they're going to make sure you get into the right home at the right price. And if you're selling, they're going to get you the most amount of money for that sale. Reach out to Adobe Real Estate today. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you $400 million in sales in 2021, 1,000 homes sold. Get to them right away.
0: And we're back. So, we're going to talk about actors, right? We're talking about everything. Okay.
1: We talked about Joe Dante already. Piranha in 78, Twilight Zone 83, Gremlins in 84, Explorers in 85, Interspace in 87, The Burbs in 89, the and Burbs. of course, Small Soldiers. I'll go outside of the 80s to mention. It's worth mentioning. Gremlin 2. Uh, Jeffrey Bohm. Yeah. The Dead Zone, Interspace, Lost Boys, Funny Farm, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Lethal Weapon 2 and 3, and The Witches of Eastwick. That, my friend, is a career. You forgot the Phantom. I just was about to say that. No, Billy totally Zane Rules. It. Totally forgot. It. Did you see so the I, Phantom? I did not. I was also sticking to the 80s outside of the we- Lethal Weapon movies.
0: Yeah, I guess. So that's all right. The Last Crusades is like creme de la creme, right? Mm-hmm. That's the best one.
1: Mm-hmm. Chef's Kiss. Is that his one? It is the best one, Max. I'm yeah. Worried. Chef's kiss, do it. Mwah. There you go. Add a girl. That takes care of our writers and directors. I hate when you say that. It's so condescending. Yeah. But it's not mean. So I can get away with it. It's how I get through the day. <laughs> Dennis Quaid, Lieutenant Tuck Pendleton, Gorp. Did you have you seen Gorp? No. Okay. So, is it a movie called Gorp? It's called Gorp. Uh, he's also, you ready for this? Yep. An uncredited extra in Stripes. No way. In the graduation scene. That's really cool. Yeah.
0: He's in Jaws 3D. I was about to get to that. Oh.
1: Before I get to that though, since we're talking about Stripes, I was going to do a little. What kind of training, sir? Army training. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Ha. Who? Boom! Boom! Shakalaka! Boom! Shakalaka! Boom! Boom!
0: I feel like you'd join the army just to do like a Bill Murray for a while.
1: I would not. Farewell
0: <laughs> in the military, man. You do better than I would.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, my eight year old son would do better in the military than you would. Yeah. Jaws 3D, the right stuff. Dreamscape, Enemy Mine, and the Big Easy. You but for- the right stuff, put them on the map.
0: You forgot the coolest thing ever, though. Tell me. In 2011. Yes. In the remake of Footloose, he was Reverend Shaw Moore. I did not know that. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. I got to see if he, if he stands up to LiftGow. Yeah. Probably not.
1: Not Lithgow. Oh, if he stands up, got it. Yeah, it matches up. I think it like stands up to him like. And Ren. Miles
0: Teller is uh, Chris is Penn. Is Ren? Yeah.
1: Oh no, it was Chris Penn. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah. He didn't know how to dance. He had to be taught. Yeah. Who, who plays Ren? McCormick.
0: Um, Kevin Bacon's daughter. Are you serious? No, I don't know. Okay, that sounds like that's really cool. Yeah. I hate when you do that. way, like I got in a huge argument with someone about Kevin Bacon being a bad actor, and she forced me to watch Mystic River, and I was like, Yeah, he's still a bad actor. Oh, whatever. He's not a bad. Is actor. that my daughter in there? Whatever. Is that my daughter?
1: Martin Short, Jack yep. Putter. Yep. Tuck Pendleton's friend. SCTV. Uh he was in Saturday Night Live around eighty-four-ish, I think. And then the three amigos in eighty-six. It's interesting. There's not a single thing that Martin Short's in that I don't like. So like Pure Luck, Clifford, these obscure movies Follow the, the bride. Yeah. Absolutely. Like Mars
0: Attacks. Nah, 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 nah. I, I love Mars. It's attacks. not
1: unusual to, <laughs> to be, be loved, loved by anyone. Oh, dude, it's, Mars Attacks is great. It is. You've got Sarah Jessica Parker and her husband.
0: Yeah, uh, and a dog. Uh, Louis Gossett
1: Jr. Is that his name? No, I'm kidding. Come on, What's Matthew th- Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Thank you. Louis <laughs> <Luke> Gossett <laughs> Jr. I'm having, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Careful. What are talking about? My bah,
0: fiance bah, has Caesars. She has Caesars randomly. Bah, bah, bah,
1: bah. It's probably just an excuse. <laughs> she just amps it up from a headaches. I'm like, Caesar's. well, that's why you married me. <laughs> <Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da>. <laughs> 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 All right, Meg Ryan. So Meg Ryan. Cute as a button. Yeah, you know, not a really solid 80s. Her The 90s was her bailiwick, right? So in the 80s, you've got Top Gun. She's yep. Carol. And you got Maggie in Armed and Dangerous. And you got Interspace in uh, 87. And you got When Harry Met Sally in That's 89. That's the big one. Okay. But in the 90s, you've got Joe versus the Volcano, Sleepless in Seattle, and you've got Mail. I would argue that sleepless in Seattle and you've got mail. That's what that was the jet trajectory that yeah. took her off the off the map.
0: You know what my favorite of hers is though.
1: Mine is uh, Joe versus. You know I love Joe versus the volcano. Yeah, yeah, she plays
0: three people. In I know it. she's great. She's very good. She's great. IQ. She's the best.
1: I've not seen that. IQ, not seen that. What? Yeah. What, what, what?
0: She's Albert Einstein's niece, and she falls in love with mechanic Tim Robbins. Oh,
1: uh, You know what? It's I, so I know, good. I, yeah, see, I, I do know what it is, but I've never seen it. It's
0: yeah, adorable. Yeah, yeah. Watch yeah, yeah, with your family. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kevin McCarthy. (laughs) Weirdo. Good
1: old (laughs) scrimshaw.
0: So this is one of the weirdest bad guys of all time, right? He's got an all white office that's only like decorated in one part. Do
1: you know what's great? The only other bad guy that even compares to this is R.J. Fletcher, who is also played by Kevin McCarthy in UHF. Yep. So he has literally had the two weirdest bad guys yep. in, in in film history. He's so strange. So some of these guys, though, have had these insane careers, mostly on television. But when you look at the at the sheet on on McCarthy and some of these other actors and actresses, A team dynasty level. Dude, love they've both. been working. They had been working since like the fifties. Yeah. It's just wild. I mean, I, can you imagine? Can you imagine? No. I can't, I can't
0: imagine either. I, I feel like everyone had been on the A team. Every time I go through something, everyone's on the A team. This is the one most episode.
1: popular TV show around. So, yeah. you get a cameo on that. That's worth its weight in gold. Yeah. Vernon Wells, we talked about Mr. Ego, Road Warrior, Weird Science, Commando. Uh, Max, let's jump into Robert Picardo, or as you may know him in Interspace, the Cowboy. Mm, so I'm fun. a cowboy, baby. <laughs> he's not good
0: rock. Bow, bow, <laughs>
1: bow. So this is gonna be one of my mind blowers. Let's talk. Mo's about Those mind, blow. mind blowers. A weekly
0: occurrence. It is.
1: So let's start with what he's been in, and then I'll get to the blowing of the mind. Mister Picardo. He was in Taxi. Yep. He was in the Explorers. He was Giorgio in Back to School, the guy who was having the affair with Thornton Mellon's <laughs> yes, <you> wife. <laughs> he was the garbage man in The Burbs. He was Coach Cutlip in The Wonder Years. He was the doctor in Star Trek Voyager. But none of those things are as important to me as the two voiceover roles that he
0: had. Wait, you missed one, though. what I miss? Uh, Dr. Reed Palmer in Loverboy. Thank you very much. He's so angry. Great call. Yeah. Can't believe I forgot really that. He's driving the Rolls Royce. He's so upset. You just added to Moe's
1: Mind Blowers. You brought something it. to the table. Yeah. But are you ready for how your mind is really going to be blown? Okay. He had two voiceover jobs. Now, he's had more than two, but there's only two that we're going to talk about. One of them was in the movie Total Recall. No Do way. you remember Johnny Cab? Yeah. He was the voice of Johnny Cab. That's
2: incredible.
1: Hello. He's talking <laughs> hello, to Arnold. Hello, I'm Johnny Cab. Where can yeah. I take you tonight? Yeah.
0: Uh, kiss me out of here. <laughs> kiss me out of here right now. <laughs> What's the other one?
1: The other one, Max, is L.A. Story. Have you seen L.A. No. Story? You know Steve Martin?
0: I I have no idea what this is. Oh, my dear God. Please go watch it. Okay, yeah, I'll watch it this week.
1: There's a scene in LA Story where he's trying to program his new phone. This was the first version of Siri, where he'd say, like, Siri, make a phone call. So he's saying, you know, say mom. And he says, mom. He's trying to program it. The voice of the programming phone is our guy, Mr. Picardo. That's awesome. I thought you'd like it. Yeah. And that's my mind blower. (sighs) I don't know if it's blown as much as I thought, but ah, it's I, pretty it, good. It's, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Okay. So Wendy in yep. this movie played by her actual name is Wendy Shawl. She, by the way, she's gorgeous.
0: Really good looking. Really good looking. Very 80s looking.
1: I, I went back to look at who she was and, yeah. I, and I'm like, all right, I you know, go through the IMDb, check it out. She's the woman who leaves Mason in Batteries Not Included. Yep. The the dreamer who wants to live in the beat up old place and his girlfriend bails. Not, not as important as this. She is the gorgeous, the beautiful, the sexy Bonnie Rumsfield
0: in the bird in the bird's yeah.
1: wife who's doing the gardening and, yeah and, and Feldman's like hi Mrs. Rumsfield
0: <laughs> looking good today Mrs. Rumsfield yeah and she's been on a team and love boat and airwolf yes but you don't have the biggest mind blower on this what? one What? I have a mind blower for her go hit me what do you got does her voice sound familiar no because she's the voice of Francine Smith from American Dad <laughs> Shut Isn't up. Isn't that incredible? I had no idea. Yeah. That's great. How did you not
1: see that? Shame on me. That's yeah. fantastic.
0: Francine's awesome.
1: Dude, can we reach out to her and get her on the show? Yeah, That's incredible. Yeah, seriously, yeah. You're on. I'm on it. I'm on <laughs> it. Max
0: is mind blower.
1: <laughs> Look at you. Uh, this is, I, I guess this is a mind-blower. They're all mind-blowers, Max. <laughs> yeah. so, Our they
0: are easily blown.
1: Harold <laughs> Sylvester, who plays Pete Blanchard, who's the African-American guy who's friends with Tuck Pendleton, yeah. looks out for him. I knew this guy right away, but I looked up the other stuff he was in as well. He was Perryman in An Officer and a Gentleman.
0: Yep, You love that movie.
1: Unca- do you not? I do. Uncommon Valor.
0: Yeah, he's, he's uh, Johnson. Yep.
1: Tanner in Vision Quest. Yes, great but, teacher. But most important, and where I immediately recognized him. Say it. Griff, married with children. No. Yep, 100%. That's where I knew him from the second I saw him. He worked in the shoe store with Al Bundy. He was one of the founding members of No Ma'am.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm offended that's how you knew him. That's how I knew him. Yeah, inside moves, man. No, dude. I knew knew
1: him from Married with Children instantaneously. Okay, fine. That's that's where he's got a place in my heart. Yeah. Henry Gibson, who played Mr. (laughs) Wormwood.
0: That's the guy who's his boss at the- He's fantastic. (laughs) Supermarket. So listen
1: to this. This is great. He's the voice of Wilbur in Charlotte's Web. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. That's why learning is so important. It's great. He's the head Nazi in the Blues
0: Brothers. Yeah, very good. He's
1: the hotel clerk in National Lampoon Vacation. Most important, he's Dr. Klopek in the Burbs. (laughs)
0: That's not the most important. Wow. It's one of them. He's Father like, O'Neill in Wedding Crashers.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: Remember when he, like Vince Vaughn gives him the big drink at breakfast? Unbelievable.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Padre. <Yeah>. Great talk. <laughs>
0: How did you not realize that? Max,
1: you're getting a TikTok out of this Woo!
0: one. I'm, you're killing it today. Yeah. I had no idea. Well, you inspired me because like your real genius one took off. It was good, wasn't yeah, it? It was, it was so really good. good. Yeah, you yeah. killed it. Uh, he also was
1: William Leakey in Biodome. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Gremlins too. Uh All right. Well, we're ripping through these. The cab driver who you brought up earlier, his name is Dick Miller. Sorry. When when so Tuck Pendleton, you're such a fourth grader. <laughs> Tuck Pendleton gets in the fight with Lydia. She storms out of the house, gets in a cab, and the cab driver's like, Oh, oh, hey, you're gonna you should break things off, make a clean break. That guy's Dick Miller. He played Officer Miller in the movie 1941. He's in all the right moves. He's the teacher in the auditorium. Oh yeah. He's Mr. Futterman in Gremlins.
0: That's his also role.
1: He's the pawn shop clerk in Terminator.
0: Oh my god. That's,
1: I totally forgot wait, about with that. with the guns when yeah. Arnold gets the guns. Yes, that's yeah. so cool. He's Charlie Drake in Explorers. He's Max in Project X, and he's the garbage man in the burbs. Wow. What Did I ever career. say he was the garbage man in the burbs? No, I did not. You said it.
0: No, you said uh, the I? cowboy was there the you go. garbage man in the burbs. Well, that's wrong. Yeah.
1: Why'd I say the cowboy was the garbage man in the burbs?
0: Because he is. Are
1: they both? Because they're both garbage <laughs> men in the burbs. <laughs> are they? Okay. I think
0: so. I'm going to have to look that up.
1: Dear God, I think they both
0: are. That's pretty cool. There you go.
1: Can you check that up real quick? I'm <laughs> um, actually looking. Max, have you finished confirming yeah, the Yeah, they're both.
0: Look at that. It's the Joe Dante connection. Because a lot of these guys are in the movie The Howling, too. I've
1: yeah, seen. we didn't talk about that. I did mention. Uh, is it good? I. I I forgot to mention it. I yeah. did see almost half of the actors in this movie are in The Howling.
0: And The Twilight Zone. It's a good life. Yeah. That was a weird one where the kid like kept them in a house because he like could dream anything he wanted. Remember? Uh, vaguely. You don't remember. Nope. Do not
1: a little bit. Yeah. Not even a little bit. So no, Dante directed
0: it. He did? Yeah. You
1: did. We did. We all did. Max, I've got nothing else. I, those are the characters I wanted to cover.
0: Uh, I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, Kevin Hooks, who played Dwayne, who's Lydia. Hooks! Lydia. The police academy. Yeah, I know. And it's not that one. You know how Lydia's calling the poli- uh, police academy? Lisa... <laughs> You got me off flustered. I do. Yeah. Kennedy, Video do called the newspaper, and yes. it was that African American guy who's like, "I got you." Yeah, yeah. He directed Patch Under 57. Oh wow! Isn't that random? That's super random. Yeah.
1: Well, so the guy that got to play Oz was a cinematographer. Yeah. Uh, and and like they were like, "Give him a shot." Dante was like, "Give him a shot." Oh, no, it wasn't Dante. Who was it? Was it Spielberg? That no, said it was Dante. They wanted yeah. him. Yeah, I don't remember who it was.
0: But. And they showed it to Spielberg. He's like, "Okay, it's pretty good." Maybe. And That's also the be wrong. the Dream Lady in this in this movie, the Dream Warrior. You know, the little gun and yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I don't keep that cash on me. That's Kathleen Freeman. She's uh, sis- oh
1: Kathleen Freeman.
0: <laughs> she's sister Mary and Mary Stigmata in uh, Blues Brothers. Yes, she is. Yeah. Yes, so she that's is. pretty cool. And she's also the admissions lady in Teen Wolf too. Oh. Yeah. And she's Rosie in Best of Times but uh, the Best of Times as the worst. Of times. Oh, we got to talk about the special effects dude and what else he did because he did everything. Hit me. He did. Uh, so it's Peter Karan who did the effects for Norbert, which or Nobit. Is it Nobit or Norbert? Norbert. The, Nobu? The Eddie, the Eddie Murphy movie? Yeah. Norbit. Yeah, Norbit. No one's named Nobu. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the sushi movie? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Hero Dreams of Sushi. That's a great mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. Lake Placid, The Sixth Day, Men in Black, The Shadow, Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values, RoboCop, 1, 2, and 3. You want to get excited about that? Yeah. Best All of right. the Best 2, but Basic Instinct, there's. Tango and Cash, Gremlins 1 and 2, Edward Scissorhands, Freddy the Dream Child. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Ghostbusters 2, The Wraith, Buckaroo Banzai, Beetlejuice, Conan, Return of the Jedi, The Thing, Dragon Jeez. Slayer, Empire Drakes, Strikes Back, and Airplane. All
1: right. Yeah, That's right? That's a career.
0: That's a career.
1: You know, it's interesting because you see carryover obviously, when one director takes a group of people he likes from, from different- to, Yeah, you want to work with your friends. When you're doing like animatronic work or special effects, I keep on forgetting like you really are working for everyone. Yeah. So you
0: make your way around. What's your favorite scene in this movie? <sighs> a fast transition when they're drinking in the twist the night away you know the the night you know when he's
1: dancing that's a little bit of a tip of the hat to that character that he does on Saturday Night Live oh interesting have you ever seen the Ed Grimley uh skit that he used to do yeah he's literally doing almost the exact same dance oh that's cool another kind of cool thing about this movie similar to how Quentin Tarantino reintroduces music to pop culture that has been kind of away for a while yeah they really did the same thing in this movie with twisting the night away and Cupid oh cool Sam Sam Coke yeah yeah Sam Cook 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 Where's Cook, <laughs>
0: I get yelled at for screwing that oh. up too. But there's so much adventure in this movie. It's just a nonstop ride. The whole movie. It's just fun, and like everyone learns something. Jack Putter becomes kind of a man, and I tries to steal a tux girl, which is weird. My, I think my. Two favorite scenes: the tiny people in the back.
1: No, he's a real, like, he's a real physical comedian, like Martin Short. Like the scene yeah. where I think when he like builds up the courage to bust out of the meat truck, <laughs> yeah. and, and he's like swinging <laughs> on the door. Yeah, 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 And I think the other one too when, <laughs> when like he's,
0: when he's standing on the car. By the way, how did they do that?
1: I, well, it looks like his arm is on a hoist. Oh, it oh, is. He, I, I don't know if it was when he's standing on it, but that's why I think the reason his hand is covered up by mm-hmm. that shirt or whatever. Yeah, is because they probably have what I assume is a strap going down his sleeve and then around him. It looks incredible though. It looked great. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought that was great th- when Tuck Pendleton's blasting their song, right? Cupid, draw back your bow. And yeah. it's like super, super loud. And he's like, Tuck, I need superpower. Yeah. <laughs> and he like attacks the guy. Yeah. And I thought that was, I think that's hilarious. It's really good. Yeah. Also, when he freaks out in the doctor's office with his I legs possess! up. Yeah, with yeah. his legs up in the yeah, air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great too.
0: Everything's just fun. This is one of those movies when it starts going, it just snowballs and keeps getting crazier and crazier.
1: I'll tell you t- I'll t- the other thing that I, I probably appreciate about this movie. It makes me feel like it's very similar to Buzz in the Tower. It's a family friendly movie that doesn't feel like a family friendly no. movie. Yeah. Like you're not sitting there saying, oh, here we go. It's a G rated, you know, old school disney movie yeah like
0: the club scene when he's talking to uh wendy yeah it's like that's real stuff yeah she's she's a jerk
1: but overall the entire movie is like i would feel totally comfortable letting my in fact my kids have all seen this and years ago they freak out by the i don't remember at all i I, we watched it a while ago because it's it's totally like i think it's pg is it even pg PG. yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. there you go parental guidance
0: yeah optional (laughs) (laughs) you kids watch this Uh, what are some of your favorite scenes well i said the drinking scene what else i love (laughs) you would like the drinking scene his whole the evil villain guy's white layer that's everything's white and he has that white Samoyed for some reason it doesn't make any sense or yeah. when when they're fifty uh, percent shrunken in the back seat of the car and they're like attacking uh, Jack Butter when he's driving the car I thought that was really fun all right yeah.
1: I think overall, the thing I appreciate the most about this movie is whenever you're shooting a movie and you're trying to get camera angles and you're trying to get blocking set up the way you need it to be, you're dealing with a lot of different moving factors. Like we talked about John Wick, right? Like I don't understand how they made that movie. Like it's it's like it's mind blowing to me how they made that movie. But for this movie, the way in which they had to make things happen, the looking at himself in the mirror, the angle of communication and how they're talking to each other. Yeah. The fact that they have this chemistry, it's its really why Who Framed Roger Rabbit blows my mind, that they were able to have such human interaction with all cartoons, and you felt like they were really talking to the cartoon. This is almost the same thing to me, like the interaction that you have between all the actors when they're not talking with each other. You have to remind yourself Tuck Pendleton is not, in fact, inside of Jack Potter, right? He like. might be. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: A tiny little skeleton. Max, on
1: that note, as usual, you have uh, brought us to the end of the show. I'm kidding. Is there anything else you want to add or anything of passion about this flick before we uh, move forward?
0: Bring on the spotlight.
1: Bring on the spotlight. Give me the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight for 200, Alex. Next, today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is our friend AJ. You can find him on Instagram at age, A-G-E underscore B underscore. He is a modern day Lebowski. Yeah, he, he, looks he looks like the dude.
0: No, half Lebowski, half Jason Momoa. Oh, I like that. Yeah. What a compliment. I wish I was a quarter Jason Momoa. That'd be <laughs> awesome.
1: Uh, let me tell you, this guy, I don't know how he has time to be our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight, father of four kids, age nine to 15. That's insane. I have three, and and it, they're like, they it, play, it, about, and it about kills me. They
0: play hockey, too. That's like the wake up at 4 a.m. Well, because
1: he, he lives in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. Scanson. Yeah. yeah. You got to love, but, uh, yeah, he's probably a Packers fan. But hockey like.
0: parents are like the most dedicated. It's crazy. Well, All the gear. He's, he's doing it right. Yeah. So he's
1: got his kids on Saturday morning cartoons, Nintendo Entertainment System, Ooh. Transformers, John Hughes, you name it. He's pushing it to them. Every year when they go to their cabin, they watch Great Outdoors before they head out Oh my there. God. And he's got, its I bet his cabin, it's in Northern Wisconsin, looks just like yeah, the one that's uh, on the whatever Canadian lake that it's on. Like I can't Lake Winnipesaukee. Is it Winnipesaukee?
0: Maybe. I don't even know. Sounds right. So
1: he's his fifteen year old, which is the right age. He's recently been pushing Predator and Die Hard, which is awesome. Yes. Like I can't wait until like Reese is, Reese is eleven right now. She gets to be about fourteen. I'll be I'll be watching some of those with her. She'll go nuts. She'll think it's so cool.
0: Anything, Max. <laughs> Well, you are just random? You're, just, you're like, he has kids, I have kids. I, I hate you. you got I nothing. have a dog.
1: You have two dogs. Yeah. Do you want to introduce some to movies? <laughs> I can't wait to watch Beethoven with my dogs. It's going to be the best. <laughs> they don't, all right. They don't understand TV. Let's see. AJ, a lover of the 80s and all things 80s. Let's see what AJ had to say about InterSpace.
2: Mo, Max, thanks so much for having me on Buzz in the Tower. I appreciate the opportunity to talk some fun 80s movies. And you guys sent me a doozy in inner space. have to admit, wasn't one that I really remembered, so I re-watched it. And it held up. It was definitely an interesting one. If I had to give kind of like a thumbnail synopsis, I'd say, Imagine Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And then take yourself on two rides from Epcot in 1989. Body Wars, where you go inside the human body and Cranium Command, where you're in the brain of a prepubescent boy. Except instead of Buzzy guiding the ship, you have Dennis Quaid channeling his inner Kurt Russell a.k.a. Jack Burton, Big Trouble in Little China. I really feel like that's what Dennis was going for in this movie. But he played it cool, especially across from his love interest, the always wonderful Meg Ryan. Then there was Mr. Vernon Wells himself, the muscle who was trying to copy a little bit Arnold Schwarzenegger's The Terminator, if we're honest. But what really makes this movie work is Martin Short. Now, my thoughts of Martin Short as a kid were always as, as Ed Grimley, that wacky cartoon character. And he kind of has a bit of Ed, Ed Grimley in this movie. And his physical comedy is what makes this work. Just his ability to, even in that kind of opening scene when you meet him with the doctor and he's falling off the table and knocking things over, just a fantastic physical comedian. So, those listening, if you haven't had a chance to re-watch Inner Space... Check it out. It's worth it to just bask in Martin's wonderful physical comedy. All right, guys. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. Great minds think alike. Yeah, the Burton connection.
1: Well, and his point, I didn't even think about it, but his point about the Terminator, that's exactly who Ego is in this movie. He's trying to be the Terminator. Except... The Terminator literally has 100 more lines than Vernon Wells does, but all awesome points. I also love when our, I actually really like when our uh, Buzz in the Tower fan spotlights haven't seen the movie in a long time and they have to rewatch it. Because that's what you and I go through. It's like, we'll catch a movie that we haven't watched you sometimes ever, me in 15, 20 years, and it just gets all the juices flowing. Mm. Oh, those juices. Moist. AJ, thanks for popping in. And I hope you and the kids enjoy the episode and uh, we will talk to you soon. Max, that concludes our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight and takes us to the time of day. When I say things like follow, subscribe, check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast player you're listening to. Follow us on all social media platforms at Buzz in the Tower, B U Z Z N the Tower. Go to our website. Buy yourself a shirt, AJ. If you want your kids to be ready for the '80s, throw some uh, official licensed merchandise from Buzzin' the
0: Tower on them. <laughs> we'll send you some pens. Yeah, we will. We're kind of <laughs> we're good guys like that. But you can get
1: some stuff too. BuzzintheTower.com. That's B U Z Z N the Tower.com or if you want to up your game to the nth level, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash buzz in the tower, max interspaces in the books. You did a wonderful job today. I was almost a hundred percent. Nice to you again.
0: Barely yeah. even, barely even. I'm getting more used to it. It's are you building me up to break me down? Nope. I already, I cannot
1: possibly break you down anymore. <laughs> You've been broken down. That's true. You're at the bottom. You're at the, you're in, back the up. you're in the, you're in the, you're or whatever it's called. <laughs> in the the booglia, the, the, the pit in the yeah, ground. Yeah. I'm looking down at you. You're looking <laughs> up at me. <laughs> Do you know that song?
0: No, it sounds like Bowie.
1: No, there's a guy, there's a band who did a tribute song to Silence sounds of the Lambs. Lambs. And it literally, I haven't listened to it in years, but it's like, you're looking down at me, I'm looking <laughs> up at you. Ooh, it, it puts, puts the, the lotion, lotion yeah. on its skin <laughs> or else it gets the hose again. Ooh. You love it. <laughs> I do love it. What a weird way to end the episode. Max, how do you want to end things? What do you got for me?
0: Play with it, Mo. Don't talk to it. Great, great <laughs> quote from this movie. <laughs> yes. Well done, well done. PG,
1: oh, that's Hair so diet. good. Max, should I end with a little bit of singing? Sure. Here's a man in evening clothes. How he got there, I don't know, but man, you ought to see him go twisting the night away.
0: You're still here.